Today we're going to be dealing with the question about going green. So this person has written in and asked, how should we as saved people and godly Christians respond to, and then in quotes, going green and preserving the earth? I would like to think it is our job to look after the earth like God gave us the commandment in Genesis 1, verses 26 to 29. So let's go ahead and start with those verses and uh, we'll, we'll jump into this subject. Genesis 1.26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. Right, so what we've read in verses 26 to 29 is that God created man in his image, and then he gave them a responsibility, among other things, to look after the earth. This is, this is clear. In verse 26, he speaks to them. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, over all the earth is in there. In verse 28, he says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. So fill the earth with, with other human inhabitants and subdue it. Take control of it. Have dominion over it. So did God give man the responsibility of taking care of the earth. Absolutely. Genesis 1 says so. By the time we get to Genesis 2, we read that God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and then He put man in that garden to dress and keep it. You'll see that in chapter 2 and verse uh, 15. However, by Genesis 3, man had sinned, and because of the fall, uh, certain punishments came about. And one of the punishments or curses was you find it in Genesis 3.17. Unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Is man still supposed to be working with the earth? Yes. But God has said it's going to be a problem. You're going to struggle out there. Thorns and thistles in the sweat of your brow. You're going to put food on the table. It's going to be tough. Uh, even when you get to the New Testament, you read in Romans chapter 8 where Paul said that nature has become subject to vanity, right? And not because nature itself messed up. Uh, it, it was put under this condition, under this curse, because mankind messed up. So in Romans chapter 8, you read this. It says, For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So according to the Apostle Paul, God has a plan to liberate the environment. Now, with that in, in mind, I know some Christians that say, listen, the environment, not a problem. Um, it's all going to burn up anyway. 
so why should we take care of it? Now, is there some truth in what they've said? Yes, but I believe they've come to the wrong conclusion. In 2 Peter 3, verses 10 and 12, you do read about the heavens and the earth being uh, dissolved and melted with a fervent heat. In Revelation, you read about heaven and earth passing away. It is true that this terrestrial ball on which we find ourselves now is not eternal, according to the Bible. Uh, one day it will pass away. Jesus said this, right? Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Now, just because this planet is not eternal, just because this universe one day is going to be finished and a new heaven and a new earth are going to come down, that doesn't mean that the biblical responsibility we find in Genesis 1 and the responsibility that you see Adam carrying out in Genesis 3 of, of working with a cursed earth, doing the best you can to bring forth the fruit out of it, that shows us that even though this planet is cursed and, and even though we know from other places it's not eternal, doesn't mean we shuck our responsibilities and say, ah, just let the planet go. I, I want to be clear, however, I don't think that all these uh, governmental programs and I do not know who spearheads all of them, whether it's uh, scientists, whether it's universities, whether it's governments, whoever it is, all these environmental agencies that push the quote-unquote going green movement, I am not, I am not uh, sitting, I was going to say standing, I'm not sitting in judgment of their motives. They might mean very well. I have a sneaking suspicion that some government agencies abuse uh, the environmental problems we're having to raise funds, get government grants, and, and in, in that sense, it's, it's very discouraging that people take advantage of such problems. That being said, this isn't a video about uh, the, the science behind global warming and, and climate change and all of that. Uh, as I read in the book of Revelation, one day there are going to be divine judgments sent down from heaven and there's going to be a massive destruction of, of nature. And it says there in Revelation 8, green grass is going to be burned up along with all the trees, a great number of the trees, and the waters of the oceans and the, and the fresh water of the rivers, they're all going to be affected. Well, that tells me the environment is still intact to some extent all the way up to the last days, right up before Armageddon. So, again, some Bible believers take that to mean, well, you see, it's going to be fine. It's been prophesied, so it doesn't matter. Let's just ignore it. Be careful, though. C couldn't it be that science, some honest scientists out there that care about the environment, they do their necessary testing and they say, listen, the environment is going downhill and we are the cause of it. Our technological advances, industrial advances, all of these things are becoming a problem. Pollution, overpopulation, all of these things are, are real problems. They bring it to humanity's attention. Humankind does something about it on a global level. Let me say it starts on a community level, but then grows to a global level. And that is what preserves the greenness that you find mentioned in the book of Revelation. Uh, so I'm not going to discount the efforts of science here. I'm just not going to put all of my eggs in their basket and pretend that it is because of science that we are going to have an earth uh, for future generations. I don't believe that.
I believe that the God who made the earth is the God who takes care of the earth. And God, because he did give mankind responsibility for uh, taking care of the earth, we do have to do our part. Now, we read in the Bible that it is God who brings down the rain and produces fruitful seasons. He makes it to rain on the just and the unjust and so forth. So let's not, let's not uh, take for granted God's part in all of this, right? I believe that God is also watching over the earth. He waters it. He refreshes it. You read about that in the book of Psalms. Um, God will do His part. But I also believe it's it's, it's important that we as Christians recognize what the Bible tells us about the environment and mankind's responsibility towards it. I do think we should take care of it. Um, can, we, can one individual, can me, Mike Flick, can I make a global uh, difference? Well, probably not a global one, right? But I can at least do what I can in my community. Right? Adam, there's no way that Adam moved about the entire earth taking care of it. He was placed in the Garden of Eden and expected to take care of that part of God's creation. So my, my suggestion to you as an individual, take care of your, your immediate area. Keep it clean. Recycle. All of those things are good and fine. Uh, be, be cautious about what type of items you use. Be careful about pollution. Uh, be careful about noise pollution, right? That's even an environmental problem. I don't think a lot of people are aware of how much of an effect it has on, on the environment. But I believe every Christian should be responsible enough to do what they can in their, in their immediate environment. I want to close the video by saying this. If you look at Genesis and throughout the Bible, there is an emphasis on priorities. I do not think going green and taking care of the planet should be priority number one. I believe priority one is you, you as an individual having a relationship with God. God created man in His own image after His likeness. That was the first thing we read in Genesis 1.26. So as an individual created in the image of God, I need to have a relationship with Him. The next thing we read in that passage there, He did say to them have dominion over the earth. But there is a them. God created man and woman, male and female. So I believe the next thing that we should pay attention to is our families, our, our personal relationships with the people around us, which starts in your home. And then once you have God first and you have your neighbor second, if I can, now neighbor, right, that starts in your home with the person sitting next to you, your children, your, your husband, your wife but then the people immediately around you. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the earth? Absolutely. Why not? You never read anything about God saying, hate the earth. The Bible says that the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has He given to the children of men. So just like any rental tenant, right? If I rent out a property, I expect the person I have given that property to to take care of it. They're not going to be there forever. I expect them to take care of it and leave it better than they found it. And I view the earth much the same way. I am a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth. This earth is not my home, as the old song says. I'm just a passing through. So I want to take care of it while I'm here, leave it better than I found it, so that the next tenant, that is the next generation that has to live in this area, they don't 
struggle uh, with these uh, environmental problems. So I hope that answers the question. If there's any other uh, details you might like to know about on this topic, please feel free to mention it in the comment section below. If this video has helped, you can click the like button. If you'd like to follow along with our Bible Q&A blog, you can click subscribe. Feel free to leave a Bible question in the comment section below or visit us on our Facebook page, Bible Baptist Church of Pachastruam. And if you live in town, we'd like to invite you to one of our services, and we hope to see you soon. May God bless and have a great day further.